following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favourites, actors and directors, would rather forget they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always, the proprietor and number one customer of Benny'sBasement.com, it's James. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I'd not Googled that now. (laughs) (laughs) And a man whose name spells Lank Tramp if you shuffle the letters about on some Scrabble tiles. Bravo. Thank you. <laughs> Smart plan. <laughs> also, in reality, listeners, a lank tramp say. Yeah, well, there was, there was a lot of plank stuff in there. Like, ah, <laughs> lank tramps there. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with any upcoming film choices and that, you can give us a follow on Twitter at Hallmark of Great, all one word, or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness. Or if you are just a small town girl living in a lonely world and want to recommend a film to us, you can email us at hallmarkofgreatness at gmail.com. You're right. Uh, yeah, it's cold, isn't it? Everyone looks like they're north of the wall at the moment. I'm freezing, I mate. Technically, am. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've got like a t-shirt, a hoodie, a scarf, an overcoat. Uh, I'm fucking brassic, <laughs> mate. I, the heating's I, I, on. Yeah, same. Exactly the same. I I skinned a, a tauntaun for this. <laughs> yeah, bad I made that outside. joke yesterday as well. <laughs> Everyone's wearing oodles, and I'm not getting one. Oh, you must. You must. I bought a house coat so I can pretend I'm I'm a bit like um, that some Scottish playboy woman. playboy man. <laughs> oh right, okay. No, it is not. It is a smoking jacket, <laughs> but less less dog shit in my house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> less hepatitis B in the grotto. Mm. Oh, that's why they call it grot. Oh yeah, he was a dirty boy. Um, it's nearly Christmas, but you know what? We don't care. <laughs> We're sick of Christmas. <laughs> so we've gone back in time to revisit uh, a, a, a long-time <laughs> friend of ours and absolute menace. <laughs> 1982's The Aftermath. Written, directed, catered, starring, <laughs> stunts by, choreography, theme tune sang by, the absolute fucking lunatic that is Steve Barkett, who you may remember from our previous uh, episode... Empire of the Dark. Empire of the Dark. Yeah, yeah, we found him on Dinosaur Island, and then we were like, he's done two films, watched one, blew our minds. Yeah. here we are. Yeah, this I think is... you missed a uh, man that set fire to and then drove through some empty boxes as well. <laughs> That's big father Ted energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, come to that. Um, yeah this, I, I think this is his magnum opus. This is his masterpiece of a film because it is fucking insane. <laughs> On every conceivable level, it it fears between artistic styles. There's like the most bombastic score to to scenes that do not require a score. (laughs) It it is easily the most epic film we have covered, whilst also being the smallest film we've ever covered. That, yeah. It's it's astonishing. Yeah. Nothing really happens, but a lot happens. If it made 10 quid, it still made a profit. I'm sure of that. (laughs) 
Oh, you're thinking well, of the rocket, are you? <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, I, I've got loads. I've got loads here. I'm going to yep. have to share with you, listeners and, and, and fellow co-hosts, of course. This is the best fun I have had with anything we've watched. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's the best thing we've watched, but I have not. I have just finished watching this. I finished watching this about 10 minutes before we, we started this, and I'm still reeling. I am reeling <laughs> from how it made me feel. It was like a fucking roller coaster. Told you. It's, uh, it, it's definitely one for the list. But James, first, let me... Uh... It's now death. It's nice and toasty warm now. Yeah, that's the sound of the ultra scenario contrivance of understanding, everyone, as it's decided it is called today. Uh, And it thinks that this is about Genevieve Aftermath, a small town dog handler who ends up participating in a local charity bake-off, or else an orphanage will explode. The plot thickens. When Genevieve encounters Jeffrey Nose, a geezer who makes everything into an aimless little song, things become complicated when the Medici family make a comeback, unleashing a band of vengeful Jesuits and the couple must work together. Will they hook up at a filthy motel and squidge bits? Better not to tell you now. I mean, I'm very much liking the um, mystic eight ball endings of these. <laughs> All signs point to yes. Um, All signs point to exploding orphans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, she doesn't have to win the baking contest. She just has to participate in it. To <laughs> Uh, exploding orphanages being somewhat of a callback to Santa with muscles last Christmas's podcast. Oh God, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, dog handler could be any number of things, but that seems to me to be similar to unleashing Mister unleashing Mister Darcy, Mr. Darcy oh. and his, where somebody yes. where a dog was famously the breadth of one man's hand. That's one another man. good one. One man's hand. Uh, the actual synopsis for this, if you don't remember from the episodes featuring previously featuring Steve Barker. An astronaut battles mutant cannibals after returning from space to find Earth ravaged by nuclear and biological war. Both kind, worst kind of war. <laughs> uh, I forgot he was an astronaut, to be honest. So did he. Point. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> He's he's barely an astronaut. Like he is, he's an astronaut for maybe about two and a half minutes. Two, two and a half of the most comically underfunded moments of the entire it, film. It looked like Muppet Babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's fucking get in yeah. this then, eh? Right. We open with um, a red, blue, and like cerise sky <laughs> and yeah. aftermath. And then this bomb, 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 score. <laughs> but it's like, what the fuck is going? What is this about? If it was like an old Hammer horror film, that would be suitable music for it. You, it what is, instruments yeah. do you think Steve Burkett learned to be able to do that? Because it's not mentioned in the credits, but I'm certain he played all the, all the instruments. So wrote the theme tune, sang the theme tune. Played them all simultaneously. <laughs> uh, no, apparently he spent a good third of the budget on getting a good film score, which is probably the least important bit of it all. Um, it, yeah, he spent just... 12 quid getting a film score. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil Morricone wasn't doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, what you want? Right, okay. Oh, just bombastic, right? No levels, <laughs> nothing like that. No, all right. I was disappointed at this point that I couldn't get closed captions because that meant that there's going to be no Mr. Japan like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be Guy Zupan. Um, but yeah, I was really 
encouraged by the fact that the credits, and there are a lot of them at the start, mm. uh, list model builders. And yeah. I thought, this is going to be good. And also, additional space effects. That, that was space. the effect of the ship on the string. <laughs> space effects and additional space effects. <laughs> was the additional space effects the one where Tim Curry goes into space for communism? <laughs> Uh, but we open on. Did we get the name of the ship? Uh, I think it's the Nautilus, just like I... the Nautilus production company that Steve Barkett was using at this point. Oh, oh I thought right. it was a okay. reference to. Um... Well, ultimately, it's a reference to Jules Verne, isn't it? I thought it was a, re- a Jules Verne reference, but um, yeah, I didn't realize he'd named his company. Oh, that's cheeky, isn't it? Yeah, it's this and Empire of the Dark. No other films, as far as I can tell. Way when, when you've just struck gold twice, like you don't tempt fate by going for a third. Oh, one, I wouldn't you? tell the uh, tax authorities that it struck gold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when you've been struck by lightning twice, you don't hang around near big trees. So, is this the end of the Burkett cast that that may come out of this podcast, or is there a potential well, still? Well, actually, this is an earlier film, so just to set the scene a little bit. So, we did Empire of the Dark that was released in 1990. This is 1982, but actually, it was shot four years before. For that, which explains he sat on it for four years. <laughs> yes, and we'll come to that, but um, that explains why he's kidding it in Empire of the Dark. He's Jeffrey Dahmer. He's he's, oh, he's a young twenty-something. Oh, is it like the same Dahmer. kid? It's that kid. Wow! Nepotism machine rolls on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, wow. continue. I thought you were going to say, which explains, you know, it's been selling it for four years, which explains why the effects are so shonky. I, was well, like, I knew he was no, in No, but it. the effects are like so shonky. And it was made in 1978. I mean, Star yeah. Wars was made in 77, lads. Yeah. Star Wars <laughs> yeah. had a budget. <laughs> but I saw Christopher Barquette and I thought, oh, it's, it's that kid again. But he is an actual kid in this. I was like, that's not eight years before yeah, his next appearance. Stood about looking like a, a tiny baby John Denver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh right, because I didn't. I was too busy laughing at the music. Like I missed most of the credits because yeah. I was just too busy going, "What is this? This is terrifying." Uh, but yes, they're on this this spaceship. They've been gone for a year. He says, "What? Um, is it? Who is he? No, what's he called? I don't know." Because there were three of them. There's All right, Newman's them. one of them. Yeah, and then I didn't catch the name of one of them, and then I thought the other I one think... was both Dave and Matthews. Matthews. So I put him down yeah, as Dave Matthews. Right. Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he's in his little isolation tank the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I think that now I know that it was eight years. Uh, sorry, four years of him sitting on it. Did he reshoot that to include this ran to include this random dude? Yeah, yes. who doesn't show up in in the film? He dies on impact, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> he dies pro. He, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just appears on a little. Where is he? Is he the like brother? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, he's, he's just lying he's, down. He, he's he's, he's the one proper that... like Jacob, Jacob Rees Mogg in the House of Commons lying <laughs> down sort of thing. He stokes and... the boiler. Right. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's the Scotty of the uh, team. That's exactly right. right. He's checking after the dilithium crystals. <laughs> yeah, and they're, he's, they're... he's informing them about some kind of space error. I don't know. This is like a radio malfunction. Yeah. So they've been space gone a is year. Not additional. They've been gone a year addition. on a mission that. Isn't fully explained. Yeah, I think mean, just space. See what happens if you put three men in space for a year. Well, what happens if you put three men in a milk bottle? Essentially, because that's what it was. How dare it looked like a blue Peter? It did look like some sticky back plastic, and you can make your own Tracy Island. Yeah, uh, and as they're coming back, Matthews says there must be an error. I've been we've been gone a year, and I want to come back a hero. 
and now no one's there. It must be an error. And all, 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 all the radio stations on the world have gone dead. And I was like, foreshadowing there, Matthews. <laughs> Thank um, God they edited you in at the last minute. <laughs> Dragon, because they from, were like well, from his bath. <laughs> none of this makes <laughs> from his bath. It's <laughs> like he's in a bath. Just Steve Parkett's on. on the phone. I'm going to come round get in the bath. <laughs> I'm going to come uh, round. No, I'm in the bath. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll make it work. (laughs) So um, there's supposed to be like a tractor beam or something that helps them land. I didn't get any of this. I think I was probably laughing at the ships on a string. It is is bad. The interior is bad. It's primary colours. Buttons and stuff. Uh, It's interspersed with a gang chasing down an old (laughs) man, a woman who needs very badly to have another layer of clothing over a, a bra tank at least would help <laughs> i'd oh, written nips bad. exclamation mark uh, they, <laughs> they also nick the music off that planet of the apes bit where they get them in the cornfield and it's just fo- i've written it's footage of people running in circles to circus music it, it, they do run in circles there's a bit <laughs> where the camera's circling this man in a very tight how are you meant to escape by running in a circle <laughs> There's so much people running, stopping, and then running again. It's tremendous. <laughs> and um, then Hillbilly Andy Sandberg lassoes well. somebody. Yeah, so many lassoes. I put that his mate looked like Joey Ramone at this point. <laughs> he lassoes a man. The woman gets lassoed. Lassoes for all. <laughs> it's the lasso gang. Uh, yeah, big fat guy gets beaten to the ground. There's a woman and a child Yes, um, who hide in like a hedge and then pop out as well, which made me chuckle. The, the um, old man gets basically gets hit by a, 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 a rifle, rifle butt, butt in the mouth, and and I looked and I thought, do you think they hired him because he'd got no front teeth, basically for being possibly. hit in the gob, and it was cheap? Yeah, he yes. had to bring his own red food color in as well for that. It's very <laughs> so vibrantly jam. red. It's not quite right. <laughs> There's a lot of tomato ketchup in this. It's biological warfare. Everyone's blood's gone really red. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we they basically round up. Um, quite easily. Uh, not not enough dirt bikes for a post-apocalyptic world, I will say. <laughs> like, I, you expect that, don't you? Oh, they were expensive uh, in the late seventies. Yeah, I guess that's why everyone's just got like a Challenge Anarchist-style Jeep. <laughs> Uh, but they round all those those people up um, while the astronauts are trying to land. We're just going to have to do it manually. And I was hoping for an inanimate carbon rod at this point. As well. <laughs> we didn't get one. Uh, There's a lot of interspersing. And it was at this point I was like, I remember Empire of the Dark now. Do you remember how many establishing shots there were mm-hmm. in, in that? Yep. It's not quite that bad, though. I don't know why his filmmaking capabilities just deteriorated <laughs> over the course of the 80s. But I'm going to blame Coke. Cocaine, yeah. That's where I was. He changed style. He he became a fan of the French art house movement. And <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's just Coke, mate. Fuck tons of Coke. <laughs> The, uh, the, this this bit on, here astounded me because it's just a matter of, yep, we're going to round up the women and we're just going to kill the men. And they blow this dressmaker's dummy's head oh, up. Oh, mate, that made me fucking pop so hard. That's proper <laughs> trauma stuff, that. I was like, yes, please. Yeah, yeah it's uh, very early for stuff like that as well, for like proper nasty stuff, even though it doesn't look nasty because it's all very obviously fake. I mean, um, unless your head's made of polystyrene. Um... <laughs> and do you think that really was Eric Cantona in charge? <laughs> How dare you? That's legendary actor Sid Haig. It is, it is, as as Cutter. Why as has Cutter. he got that name? Oh well, you'll find out. 
Uh, surely he should we? be called Raper. He should be called, yeah. <laughs> he does a lot. Of, yeah. He does it's, a lot of sexual assaults. Oh, just, sexual just assault as well. the chuckling Raper, yeah, because he just mm-hmm. giggles a lot as well. But to be fair to him, he is, I'd say, young in this, but he still looks about 52, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> he, does, he plateaued yeah. on an age, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he? He got the Clive Dunn syndrome, yeah. yeah. <laughs> different um, parts to but, be typecasted. Not, <laughs> not, not that different, because there's no <laughs> doubt these women don't like it up on Captain Ladder. No, 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 no. So yeah, he's they've managed Got to kidnap. They've managed to kidnap. <laughs> no, it's David. Managed to kidnap Nipples, the woman, and the child. Yep. Um, they round up all the men. Yeah, they tie them up, and then they just fucking leather them with bullets. Like, like instead of just shooting them in the back, bullets. Again, post-apocalyptic world, everything's in short supply. They waste so much ammunition yep. in this film, like, unless they're making it, like in Mad Max. It's yeah. But yeah, I I liked this where they just done a murder on him. It was fun. <laughs> Meanwhile, the astronauts are trying to get back to Earth, and they do this by pressing the ignition button, which is above the retro sequence button, which I which I liked as a button that you could just have. <laughs> you press know, that, a, and then a little disco ball comes. Down. No, four <laughs> different coloured panels light up, and you have to replicate the sequence. Yes, fuck this this is yeah and they they fail miserably at that and they end up having some indoor fireworks go off (laughs) they press the indoor fireworks button instead well Uh, that's because the dial went all the way up to 500 500 what we'll never know this Uh, this dial goes up to 500 (laughs) don't even look at it yeah um, i think that was supposed to be like the external temperature of the but again it didn't say that it just kept going up and you things going up temperature gauge wise is never good is it i didn't know that's what it was supposed to be is the gauge of things happening is yeah, going it could up. be the retro button it really gets to 500 everyone gets like an afro turntable comes out and yeah um, <laughs> uh, I, I really love the camera zooming up on the emergency uh flash thing it's like there's an emergency going on uh something's jammed uh, a man is dead after being spaffed at by sparks to the face we assume that must have been matthews Yes. Uh, I thought that it has to be Matthews. Well, no, because the other one we see later in the film. Yeah. I thought that was Dave Matthews. Anyway, one of them dies. Yeah, they have a bit of a roll around in the surf. It's like that uh, like that, that, that classic uh, film scene where Burt Lancaster's uh, having a bit of action on the in the surf. It's the same same scene, except this one didn't win an Oscar. From and here to eternity. Yeah, and there's yeah. less sex in. Um, this, <laughs> this, this will win an Oscar when I'm in charge. Retroactively. <laughs> What? Well, you press that retroactive Retro button and it's an Oscar. That's great. One yeah. just pops down. That's what got jammed in the engine. <laughs> um, he. Oh, right. Now, so you remember in Empire of the Dark where he's trying to escape the cavern and he sets that timer for the bomb and it yes. starts from 40 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then it very slowly declines from there until he's got 12 seconds to go when he eventually gets out of the yeah, cavern. And then he does a is, jump. Yeah. He does. Not how yeah. it's supposed to go because it's ages until the bomb goes off then. Well, this countdown starts from 50. And then at one point, I swear to God, it goes back up just like the download timer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it did as well. But um, I again, I was too busy laughing at just the antics of it all. <laughs> <laughs> this bottle it, rocket, go, this milk bottle, sorry. Going it is, it is like literally as it flies along, you can see the wire. It's, yeah. it's delightful. Bless them. They tried. It hits the water at this point as well. What does that look like? Looks like someone's throwing a, a spaceship into a paddling pool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, uh, nipples, as you called her, Sarah, <laughs> uh, who appears a bit later in the film. Uh, that actress, Lynn Margiles, um, it's her dad's swimming pool. 
All right. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Dad, so no Dad, I'm in a, Dad, Dad, I'm in a film. What's your character called? Sarah the Nipple Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, also, we need to use the pool. What, what, Why? What do you need? <laughs> Don't ask. Uh, just do it. So he, um, so Newman, uh, Steve Barker, his, him and his moustache survive intact and wash up on a beach that, is this the same beach as Planet of the Apes? Because it, it looks is. fucking like it. it. Is. Yeah. is it? Right, okay. I thought it was Fleetwood. I thought, put your watch back 70 <laughs> years, son. <laughs> yeah, he, he comes out and he's like, I can't climb up the sheer cliff face and then proceeds to climb up the sheer cliff face. Yeah, no. I, oh, he describes well, it as hundreds of feet high as well. And it's not. It's 25 foot high. He best. also does the best little jump. Yeah. <laughs> one of his signature hop, skip, and jumps that he does in other films. It's delightful. It's literally ooh. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and there's a, like a rock that falls off the precipice as well. Yeah, yeah. Down, Filmed from a high up angle, maybe five foot down to the waves. You uh, get quite yeah. a twisted ankle. <laughs> uh, for some reason, he comes across another beach, so he must have fallen off or something. He decides uh, and... that he's going to follow the coast. He says he's got a voiceover. Oh, this voiceovers. voiceover. <laughs> It's like a noir film, isn't it? Like a noir detective film. Yeah, unnecessary. Like, he even sounds like Ron Swanson. <laughs> he, he sounds bored by his own voice. But I, I decided to speak about myself in the third person. <laughs> this is the only film I've ever seen where the narration changes to someone else at the last second. It's that art house. It's it's that wild. Yeah, that inconsistent. Uh, uh, we so come we, to the beach scene. We come to the beach. <laughs> And now wow. I, thought that, I thought the bottle rocket was bad. Oh, he's just stumbled across the resting ground of Milky Joe and the Coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> These sat, he, he, he just does this whole thing. I couldn't climb, so I hop, skipped and jumped to a murder beach. <laughs> okay. I thought, is this that M. Night Shyamalan film where all the people age really quickly? Uh, uh, arguably, this is a better film. <laughs> It was all right. No, I liked, I liked it, it. I had a great time. It, it just, yeah. Uh, yeah, the baby murder I could have done without. Yeah, same. Um, uh, yeah. There's a man fishing from way far back, <laughs> uh, and then some just some dead people who were also they, there. They, they look like sand sculptures dressed in old clothes. Like yes. someone had made them and put them outside home bargains with a cap on the ground, <laughs> waiting for a few tips. I paused the film just to write something down and coincidentally paused it at the point where there's like... It's like a sand person with a bikini on, just going. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll need to put the picture up because nobody can I'll, see that. Obviously, I'll see if I can find it. But me and Kate had a good it. five minute laugh just at where it had frozen alone. And it's you could, beautiful. You could watch this at any point and freeze it and just do exactly that because yeah. it is just ridiculous. He wants to be careful though because sand people, you know, they generally tend to hunt in numbers. So. <laughs> <you> <laughs> Uh, he goes, uh, yeah. I've got What's... some stuff here I can nick. Right. Yeah. Okay. Go on. So one of the things instinct. he gets one of the things he gets is a is a tank of what? Kerosene. <laughs> yeah. kerosene. I'm hoping that whatever he gets later, whatever vehicle he gets later, can do fifty hectares and a full tank of kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> Who takes yeah. kerosene to the beach? <laughs> and he um, it's not only that that they've never got on uses them. it. They also carry a blanket, some carrots. Uh, a machete, a radio, and what I'm going to assume is some shallots. Okay, uh, so they were having a, uh, they're going to have a fry up on their kerosene stove. <laughs> uh, make a, uh, yeah, the radio as well. Now I have a way of communicating with the outside world. Radios are one way, mate. Like, yeah. Commercial radios <laughs> like that with a yellow sticker. This on is it with lonely no name soldier. On it as well. <laughs> 
but he had a brilliant one a brilliant radio system on this futuristic rocket that fell into a pool and couldn't get any radio why does he think he's going to get somebody on this little thing he scrolls through it. Uh, it's got a big yellow sticker on it that says Steve Barquette's radio. <laughs> <laughs> it In case there's any argument or upset about who's it was. <laughs> One of the sand people tried to nick it. He later finds Dave Matthews, who's washed up as well as an actor and as a person. <laughs> and then they, they silently meet and then silently climb up a hill. And the silence is deafening. Mm-hmm. There is no dialogue at all for about three minutes. They've nothing I to say to each other. No. I was so certain at this point that they'd nicked another bit from Planet of the Apes and the guy had lost his voice box or something. He couldn't talk. <laughs> you know, I thought, oh, God, get some new ideas, won't you? And it turns that- out they've just got nothing to say to one another. Dialogue's hard to write, as we find out. As we found out up to this point as well. <laughs> and then we get the campfire scene where they're eating beans. It's uh, <laughs> another choice bit of dialogue. I'd forgotten about this. And Dave Matthews says, finally, breaking a silence. Oh, I wish we'd made it to the top for sunset. What? <laughs> he wanted to have a nice, roman- nice romantic sunset. Him and, him and Newman could have had a cuddle, <laughs> isn't it? Everything's legal <laughs> in the new world. <laughs> As we find out. Yeah. yeah. There was, was, again, I, whether this was improvised or whether they just went, fuck it, whatever. Like, because it's an odd Say something dramatic. Do you want oh. a writing credit? <laughs> oh, I wish we were at the top so I could see... Oh, I wish I were at the top so we could see the sunset, Mother. <laughs> Isn't that the name of uh, one of the songs in The Monster Bash? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and during the night, they, they proceed to fall asleep and are assaulted by the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that Cat Weasel tried to machete him, yeah. uh, and then he chops his arm off. He's got an arm off! <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. Um, right, yeah, they creep up on him, and they stand on it, they step on a twig, which invariably wakes up Newman's, like, fucking ninja reflexes he has. <laughs> a fight ensues, and Newman's go-to response is to set a dude on fire. <laughs> you know I love to see a man on fire. It was beautiful. In fact, it he was. went up like a like a like a stick of kindling though. Like he'd like... been covered in kerosene. <laughs> oh, do you reckon? That's, that's where it was. was. Yeah. Yeah, he t- he lightly tapped him with that torch, and the next minute he was flame on. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they survived the fight. The the remaining Grateful Dead run away. <laughs> Uh, and then they just they go back to sleep. Oh well, fuck yeah, it. they do. They do. They, <laughs> they won't up. come back now. <laughs> it's morning. Dave, Dave Matthews wakes up and then suddenly notices that there's a massive, big ruined city there. It was really funny. They head off to Bolton Town Centre, I've written. I I think they go over the top of the cliff, up the next little hill, like 25 foot they could have walked, but, you know. And then you get get this huge, destructed city that looks pretty good, to be fair. It's only a model. It is only a model, but possibly the best effect in this film. Yeah, definitely. No, I absolutely agree. Um, And he's like, no! (laughs) (laughs) You idiots, you blew it up. Damn you all to heck. Yeah, but he doesn't. He just goes, oh, oh well. (laughs) Yeah, they uh, scrummage around this uh, beaten up city. This could have been urban decay from anywhere. It could have been Rotherham the other night when there was that oil can fire. (laughs) What do you mean Uh, the other night? Every night? (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) Uh, But they they make their way through and we get another bit of voiceover where he's saying there was nobody around, not even bodies. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, why are there no bodies? Radiation. I ain't got nobody. Is it? 
Is it not to imply that the Grateful Dead are cannibals? Yes, I yeah. think so. Because only because it I says guess. mutant cannibals. Yeah, and that's, that's it. All. And it's never comes, never comes to anything. Nope. Because there's not. It, again, it buries the lead in the synopsis because it doesn't say and also like war party rape gang as well, does it? <laughs> no. no. No, that's quite a little bit harder to sell. Yeah, but this is like video nasty territory isn't it like mm. it's yeah yeah anyway anyway yeah um, they they fanny about for ages they find uh the civil defense radio station <laughs> right uh, and it says on it oh god <laughs> this this civil defense research station, which is right at the top of this hill i'm going up to the top of this hill to get to the research station and as he gets to it and we go to he's in a he's in the alley from they live you can see a city street right behind him <laughs> Oh, I was laughing at that. I was laughing at the fact that he goes, I'm going to go up there. He scales over this nine-foot-tall fence when there's a very low three-foot fence just to the side of it. Ah, right. Okay. I was laughing at the fact that it said uh, no trespassing uh, California Penal Code 602. And I thought, you don't really need to spell out the penal code. You just put no trespassing. Go on. What's Penal Code 602? Well, it is that. It's no trespassing. But then I oh. went down a rabbit hole of looking at the Californian Penal Code because there's all sorts of madness in there. There's um, Penal Code 22410PC, which is possession of shurikens. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, Petite Treason. Not Petty Treason. Petite Treason. Uh, excusable away, Homicide. <laughs> mayhem. Hazing. Mayhem? <laughs> Pimping, hey, homicide pandering. and Mayhem. Pimping, pandering, gaming, disturbing a meeting, grand theft person, similar to the game, <laughs> eavesdropping, and then my f- personal favourite is aggressive panhandling. <laughs> Sorry, can we go back to grand theft panda yeah. or whatever it was? Gra- grand theft person? <laughs> is that where you just, come on, granny, you're coming with me? <laughs> <laughs> you just lift them up and take wow. them home, and they're yours now. How does Grand Theft Person differ? <laughs> How do you differentiate between that and kidnap? The controls are different because it's on a different system. And <laughs> invert your y-axis. Oh, wow. uh, I can't believe that eavesdropping's on there as well. If you overhear somebody saying something, that is apparently illegal. I mean, there was a load of bonkers uh, stuff in there. Yeah, pandering Excusable homicides. <laughs> yeah, pandering. Homicide and mayhem, who I'm fairly sure were in ECW for a long while. <laughs> hazing as well. Hazing for student bodies and stuff like that. Illegal. Really? That's, uh, yeah, that's penal code uh, 245.6, which is very specific in Punishable itself. Punishable by hazing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Being forced to do a beer bong. Oh, you get panhandles for that. <laughs> So extreme panhandling, <laughs> aggressive panhandling with is what Robson it says. with Jerome Flynn. Uh, yeah, I thought that was another nice hundred things moment. So uh, indeed, yeah. indeed. And why the hell is 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 your barn coming on this when it could be changed? Uh, That's what I want to know. What I quite like about my Google search history now is that I've googled a lot of dodgy shit for this, and then I followed it up with the penal code. <laughs> He's prepared to do the time for the crime. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you get arrested and you're like, I believe that's not the correct penal code, sir, (laughs) and therefore it's not it's not lawful. Good day. (laughs) You know, like a like a what they call freeman freeman of the land sort of bollocks you get here. Yeah, sovereign citizens, sovereign (laughs) citizens in America, I believe they're called. But yeah, similar thing, different dickhead. Um, And so he goes up there and finds. I think he nicks a radio. 
he, he listens first of all to this 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 guy has has died and, he's, and and his line is I wondered what was so important he used his dying breath to record it and then he plays the tape and it goes <laughs> it would have been good if it frog. was it was just like ah go do 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 summer that would just be him. such a good thing for what the dub wouldn't it <laughs> oh, just, just him just him doing his tight five for the comedy store so anyway what's the deal with peanuts on a plane. <laughs> My mother-in-law. <laughs> <sighs> but no, he explains that um, there's been a nuclear and biological and other things war. Um, and there's roving the gangs. sketches as well to accompany the tape. He, he did. He put a lot of work into this in his dying days. This is what I imagine the Golden Gate Bridge would look like if it was fucked uh, and stuff like that. <laughs> he went out and had a look, even though... Oh, yeah, they are in LA. They're supposed to be in LA. Yeah. Which yeah. is not near San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he says that there's roving gangs of bastards. Uh, all the world's dead, basically. My God, what have we done? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, so then they have a bit of a shave. Uh, they notice that there's a Geiger counter lying about. Uh, so he has that. You know, because in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, I want to maintain my grooming. You know. <laughs> yeah. He's got well, to show off that that, that, that fabulous fantastic tash. tash. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And th- this next scene absolutely cemented me, cemented it for me, because it opens with jaunty music as they <laughs> head to Roman Polanski's house to kill Sharon Tate. It is very... very... <laughs> I a... thought this was the house from um, Thingy, to be honest, from Monster Mash. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's a bit nicer than that, really. It's it's uh, Ted Michael's house. And Ted Michael, in case... Why has everyone be... got two first two names first in names. this film? <laughs> it might be Mikkel. Um, he's the producer or co-producer of the film. Uh, so it's all like mates rate stuff, all of this. It is a very nice house, though. It, every, look, everything else, the rest of the city is a wreck. And this place is full of ancient treasure, paintings, yeah. candlesticks. It's got a working gramophone. There's leather-bound books. It's it should be in a museum. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's got Roman bust, a helmet, a portrait of the Laughing Cavalier is in there, presumably the original. Of course. Um, it could be like um, last is it last man on earth, where he just collects all the stuff and puts yeah. it in his house. Because yeah, why wouldn't you? But um, no, it is slightly messy, and they have to tidy it up because we get a we get a put fixing it up montage. Yes. <laughs> just need just needed a little robot to try and kill them all <laughs> as they were doing when a malfunctioned robot. Uh, but yeah, my favourite thing about this is that there is a corpse in the doorway, and then they do like a sweeping it up montage, and presumably he's just swept the corpse away. High five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They do a lot of fixing it up as well, like putting in defences and things like that. Well, they they nail some planks to the roof. I think that's... Oh, and Newman takes his top off. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Matthews puts the bronze head back on the plinth where it belongs because you need that, don't you? Like in your house. Is that the thing. one where they lift their head up and they press the button, the red button, and and I don't know. The the, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd have been sweet. But yeah, that that there's this big long montage of this. Um, he starts broadcasting out as well. He's finally got some equipment, presumably from the research station, and then he decides to open up about his dead son to Dave Matthews, who says mm. that he's a nihilist and that he should get out. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, and so he goes for a walk, takes the gag counter with him, uh, goes yeah. for a, just a fun romp about. Takes yeah. the kerosene with him as well. It's pet kerosene. He's like a <laughs> like a pet rock. That now. He's, He's got his life a gun now one. as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they found like 
guns and, and stuff. Screwing stuff. Yeah. Um, and he he goes just for a walk near a big museum, and then the Geiger counter starts going mental, and he runs <laughs> to Joseph's like, technical the, storm. The, 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 this yeah. red storm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is not explained, and the Geiger counter's going off, and so he goes ah, panics, runs towards the museum. Doesn't oh can't open the door, but he's under shelter because there's mm-hmm. like a vestibule sort of thing. Shoots the lock off at very close range with the shotgun, which is dangerous, and goes inside. Right, but I'm like, is it supposed to imply that the rain is radioactive? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, right. I think so. Okay, but it's okay because he's hiding in the museum of forced perspective. <laughs> The, the Museum of Sexual Assault. There's so many dark areas people could grab you in in this thing. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. There's like, it's a dark place with a spotlight on various pap- papier-mâché animals. That's uh, right. Dinosaurs, yeah. yeah. Like a snooker hall. Like who? <laughs> yes. Why would I go to this museum? It's not even like bones of a dinosaur. It's yeah, just, just somebody's what a dinosaur up. would look like. Yeah. <laughs> if it no. was made out of paper. If it was made out of the Times, you know. He, co- um, he comes in and he's like, "Phew, that was close. Best to have a kip on the floor." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this nightmare is a nightmare. Is a nightmare about his his family backing away from him yes. slowly. Oh, his family are the backwards walking hide and seek champions of the world. <laughs> And then, and then it, and, and then out of nowhere, there's this door. What's behind the green door? And he has a look, and what is behind the green door? Skellingtons. Skellingtons. Not Akabilk. Pissed. Like I thought it was going to be. Um, and he looks at that point, if anything, aroused because uh, he does a little moustache twitch. He loves Skellingtons. They're his favourite. Uh, uh, and then he wakes up and he does another big sweep of whatever this place is. Uh, and the he spooky... meets the boy Chris, who is his oh. own son, Christopher. Chris, yeah, imagine big part for him. <laughs> I, yeah. I thought it was Ricky Schroeder in the Champ. I, I, I thought it was that little fucker from the um, Brady Bunch. Like yeah. it could be any sort of seventies bowl-headed kid. Yeah, uh, and he's like, I thought, oh, is it going to be like a creepy kid who lures him into a trap? Nope. Then his his fucking guardian appears, who's like, yeah, the museum cur- curator appears, and he prattles on about Egyptians because they go from the dinosaur room into the Egypt room, uh, one of three rooms in this museum, <laughs> uh, with an enormous gulf of, of time between each one. Don't worry uh, about and it. He talks about how the Egyptians became swallowed by their own technology, which is yeah. bullshit anyway, because that didn't <laughs> remotely happen. Uh, how do you know? Well, I know that, and I also know that they didn't have cannon technology either, and there's a cannon in there, because he points to it as <laughs> like... That, that man yeah. thought that cannon was good. <laughs> uh, he said that, uh, that humanity's been destroyed by atoms and germs. What irony. And I put, what irony indeed? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> a lot of after irony. a lifetime of being able to see. <laughs> Yeah, um, again, this felt very much like it was supposed to be profound, Mm -hmm. but wasn't. And then it made me think, like, is this the sort of film that Neil Breen has watched and has has just taken (laughs) as, like... He's got a little bit of ancient aliens in there. Yeah. Uh, but um, loved it. He's like, "Um, you'll have to look after Christopher now because I've got a big red hand. (laughs) (laughs) He says, he says, you're an astronaut. I don't have to tell you what this means. It shows him his red hand. And he goes, oh, "Oh, yes, space hand aids. (laughs) Oh, oh, you've got big old red handy itis. (laughs) 
Anyway, I'm going off to die. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, he says, yeah, you go off and have a kit. And Christopher goes like, no, don't. And he says, no, I need to go, go to sleep. But also, is this where they get the laser gun from? I, I, right. Mm. I, I don't all know. All I've written is, <laughs> all I've written is, where the fuck does she get a Martian ray from? Yeah. I, like, yeah. I didn't spot this. I didn't spot this. I his I've completely was. forgotten that that scene was in that film because that laser gun never appears before or after. Mm. Run out of batteries. His 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 plan is. He says, "I planned to make one more uh, exhibit of ma- man's future, but that's never going to happen now because of my red handedness." And you kind of like, okay, maybe he's turning into Hellboy. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty good. <laughs> That'd be better, wouldn't it? Yeah, he goes yeah. sort cut her out. Yeah, uh, the, the I woman, think it by is because when he goes oh, into the room, there is an astronaut stood there with. Yes, like there a, was. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming that's the oh, ray gun. Right. Okay. I think. Oh, okay. But I might be getting it confused with Demolition Man. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the woman, um, Sarah, who hasn't been properly introduced yet, wow. she's getting pushed around by Eric Cantona. Oh. Um, yeah, so she. That's <laughs> not a, it's not a nice scene. I, I was. I, I'd actually written, "Oh no, brother Barry's here to finish her off. She'll be in a ditch blowing a dog by the end of this." Uh, and then realised it was cut. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Is he wearing a red thong here? By the way, when he takes his vest off, you just get a bit of a flash of the whale tail at the back. Oh, I, I don't know. I was deliberately trying not to watch this because it was a bit sort of. Um, yeah, he he forces yeah. her down on the bed and does like some some aggressive kissing on her. Yeah, and takes a bit his of, like, top off. And it's just weird. There's a lot of wiggling. He like. Yeah. He gets Again. his though because she stabs him in the neck. Well, uh, she yes, stabs she him, bottles in, him. She bottles him in the neck where he holds his face and then bleeds from his back. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't mean, worry about wow. it. Wow. Space ball. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, if you were going to like jar someone, you'd she lightly grazes him with this bottle. Um, yeah. Which, Takes the opportunity you know. to fuck off, though. But then she good. runs, and he he pulls a gun from somewhere, and as a shot, uh, she runs off. But she runs off um, in the, into the night, and he's like, "Oh, it's just cold shower again, then." <laughs> Fucking hell. It was an awful scene. Like, it was oh, it was yeah. so yeah. bad. Yeah. And I know it's the seventies and they have to put these things in for, for sort of titillation. But it, yeah, no, bad, 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 bad Sid Haig. We cut anyway to um Newman and Chris going out on their first venture, a salvaging mission where Chris finds the shitty saucepan and then he has to like Newman's like, fuck do I want that for? <laughs> oh no, sorry, that's that's a really important find and tucks it into his jacket like that. I, I had a revelation here. I've noticed that not only are they in the Jeep, which changed colour three times in the film, by the way. I don't know if anyone noticed this. It was current, it was green Jeeps. at this point, and then it went red, and then it went brown. No, it was they were at a green Jeep, and then they yeah. ran over to the red Jeep, I'm right. assuming, so that Christopher could use his uh, special powers that Newman had been teaching him. Yeah. Like in, okay. in the dark, this is how you get petrol out. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but in this Jeep, this Green Army Jeep, he was also dressed like Rick in the old Incredible Hulk cartoons. And I was like, has he just ripped this off from those 60s Incredible Hulk cartoons? He's got the hat yeah. and the, gr- yeah. the full green outfit. What? Barkett just living his fantasies at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So they go over to the red Jeep uh, to try and steal petrol or just have a look at it. Uh, oh, red Jeep, green it Jeep. Is a, it is a... <laughs> Nice. Blue fish. It was, a much nice one. It was in yeah, mint yeah. condition as well, almost like there'd been no kind of either a biological or a atomic, uh, or atomic bomb that had gone off. Yeah. Uh, but it's as they're poking shot. about in it, yeah. a big long rifle pokes out of some <laughs> Yeah. It's like, uh, like the Joker's pistol in <laughs> yes, Batman yeah. 1989. Uh, and pew, it hits, it hits Newman, but luckily his frying pan saves him. <laughs> non stick. <laughs> oh, very good. 
Uh, and then he turns to the kid and he says, a very important piece of advice. No matter what happens, you stay here, here till I get back. And then that piece of advice gets very out of date very quickly. But oh, well, they're back, aren't they? He goes behind the gunman. He somehow sneaks into the building I mean, and sneaks up on her. He it, does some good running and then goes huh, against a wall. Yeah. And then the next minute he's behind her. And I'm like, now this is before Full Metal Jacket, isn't it? So we're not going to get I, that. I've written- it's the fucking Viet Cong. They use yeah. women as well. Yeah, it's yep. genius. He runs in and it's uh, Sarah. She's got a rifle. She still hasn't got a bra, but no, she's got she's like she's like no, um, you're going to take me back to Cutter, and he he's like gripping her. He's, oh, she God. says something like "Do what you will" or something because I know that's how it is out here, sort of thing, which mm-hmm. is very. Ugh. He, uh, he, problematic now. Um, he only realizes that he's there because he slips on two bullets that are specifically placed together to roll off one another when he yeah. stands on them. And that causes, for some reason, only his arm to fire up in the air and shoot into the ceiling it's, instead again. of him actually falling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have this fight and he goes, No, no, I'm here to save you. I'm, Who's I'm a savior? Yeah. I am I am white Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with a mist- with a big old police chief mustache. And she's like, oh, okay, then, fair enough. Um, And then outside, the Grateful Dead return. Um, Watch out, Chris. He's dressed like a yacht captain and he's got half a plank of wood in his hand. uh, And Chris is like, you told me to stay here no matter what, but then this has happened, so what do you want me to do? I'll just run off then. And he goes, ah! Newman (laughs) looks out the window and goes, no, this fucking kid. (laughs) Right. Runs down, like, um, Sarah provides covering fire. And like they they kill and run off most of them. There is a lot of lot of hitting them with planks. Um, There's a bit where one of them jumps into the jeep and then just gets shot in the face. That was fun. Yeah, that as was good. Away. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, let's take everyone back to Dave Matthews' house because I finally found how to be a, a replacement family." Yeah, <laughs> is this where we get the the cut to Cutter's gang again? And no, they've, no, they've no. ambushed a family, right? It really is as simple as they get to the house and then Sarah immediately has no trousers on and she says, for the first time, I feel safe. And I put, mm. well, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but she does. And yeah. she asks him about... Um, uh, about love, and they do deep kissing and some horrible, weird, writhing sex. Ah, like bum touching as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We get and to see boobs as well at this point well. because obviously we have to. Yeah. Yep. But she, yeah, she falls in love very quickly, does Sarah? And then my favourite part of this is that he immediately changes into his sexual conquest trousers. <laughs> it's like Ron, Ron Swanson in his red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd written uh, Christmas jammy bottoms, uh, very high-waisted. Very high-waisted. Uh, I've got a little neat fact for you. This belongs pirate to the, pants. This belongs <laughs> to the producer's son, and they had to use that because they'd lost the actual costume that he was supposed to wear. So he just... Put some children's pants on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that they are some statement trousers as well. Uh, uh, and then he goes and has uh, a little drink. And, and a cuddle with, with the kid. And a cuddle with Christopher. Yeah, Post-coital. Uh, and he, Hanging and out with the kid. Don't be, don't be afraid. Uh, he said, there's no need to be afraid. I was afraid once. You, you were afraid. He said, yeah, there was a bully and he beat me up, I don't know, maybe twice a week. And you kind of like, look, at least make it seem fucking plausible, mate. <laughs> and then he says, and then one day I drew a line in the dirt and decided no one would cross it. When he tried, I shot him in the face with my daddy's rifle. I mean, he doesn't quite say that. But it's <laughs> no, not he doesn't. <laughs> but that's exactly what happened, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly yes. what happened. <laughs> That's I mean, how we got picked to go into space. Yeah, by his anti-bullying campaign. Yeah, he opens up about his wife and to kids. this kid. To this uh, kid, Sarah appears about... at the door and just does good. Mm. 
I picked yeah. well here, didn't I? Yeah. The, that was, was wife and kid died in a tragic boating accident, and he had to sign off on the deaths. Um, he's got this Stegosaurus necklace around him uh, that used to be his kids. It, it's from Dinosaur Monopoly, that, isn't it? And, and he'll hand it over if and when the pot plot stipulates that they have to split up in the future. That's, That's how I remember him. And when you need to remember me, I'll hand it to you, he says. Mm. And Chris is like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've just heard you having weird sex. And, <laughs> and now this. It's all right, because the next day gets even better for Chris. Uh, yeah. Uh, well. well, there is the cut to the cut a gang um, and they seize another group of travellers and commit another sexual assault mm-hmm. and I think is this where the other woman is introduced the, yes Helen say, I can't yeah, remember what Helen is. and her little girl yeah uh, Laura Laura is the little girl's name yeah uh, because I uh, well in the I have information about that later on <laughs> do you uh, <laughs> yes um, I didn't know this until I was doing the um, reviews for it oh look how look how smug he is because he's got a fax <laughs> <laughs> An actual real fact, yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, they, like, are beating up the dad. They shoot two of the children just straight away. Like, no mucking about there. And then, yeah, they proceed to sexually assault the woman. While Cutter Cutter and Joey Ramone just stand there and laugh. (laughs) Mexican Joey Ramone stand there and laugh. Uh, Again, didn't need to be in it, but I guess, you know, you've got to put titillation in or whatever, isn't Mm -hmm. it? But back to the main thrust of it, the ongoing dad and lad style situation we have. (laughs) Oh. Many weeks passed. He, a gun training scene. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and he, he's 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 going, uh, and it, it turned out the kid was a great shot. Maybe not the ones in the distance, but the ones close up. He was a pretty good shot, and you see him kind of lining up shots against like, bottles and things. And I was just expecting my cans, my precious empty <laughs> cans. I think he says something as well, like he, he's shit. But um, when he pulled the trigger, he showed no emotion. I'm like, that's not a good. That's thing. not good, no, is it? No, no not at all. <laughs> that's terrifying. Um, as long as you're more than twenty five foot away. You're fine, though. You can't eat shit at that distance. <laughs> Dave Matthews holds a meeting on how to topple Cutter and his trusty sidekick. Uh, oh, yeah. There's called like a blueprint and everything. Yeah, Joey Ramone's name is actually Getman. Uh, okay. they, they have a plan, they say, that has to be done in absolute synchronization. Mm-hmm. Does it? Does yes. it, though? No. <laughs> well, it did, didn't work, so... Uh, it was, yeah, it was possibly one of the worst executed plans I've ever seen, because... Uh, yeah, Newman They says, find out that um, they have... Let's let's talk it over two more times, and then let's just do it. <laughs> Newman don't fuck about, mate. He's got bullets two, hidden two in his Two more times. Stash. Yeah. That is requisite. But we find out that this is where, like, some of the gang are, uh, and then he says, the rest of them are just scattered about, good recon, like that. but this is where the women and children are, implying more than one. Right? Mm. So he's going to go and get them all out, like chicken run style. <laughs> None of that happens. <laughs> their, their main... Um, oh, if you just splice this with chicken run, <laughs> just the rest of it is chicken run. <laughs> but their main, their main secret tactic is two lamps on a plank of wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it works. At the it? right time. In it, perfect synchronisation. It confuses Joey Ramone and another person. Like, of all the camp, that's who it confuses the most. Yeah. Uh, so they sneak in um, wearing sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> and... Christopher has a part in this to play as well. Yeah. He's got a watch, so he knows when to activate the thing, whatever his part in the scheme is. Um, Newman and Matthews are going in to, like, to get the women out, and Sarah's job is to fire a laser sporadically and randomly <laughs> around the camp. Yeah. Well, she's not uh, been trained in it. That's the plan. Really has. That's the plan. She's, she's not from the future. How could she be trained in it? No. 
Um, and she fires it very much as though she's not being trained as well because she's not taking cover. She's just like legs akimbo on the side of a hill. Just, you know, po- pootling along. That's um, the, the, you don't know how to fire a third, gun. A third sexual assault scene with Cutter going mm-hmm. on as well. So that's yet <sighs> another one. Yeah, I mean. It's a bit, it was a bit much. But she shoots at these guys who explodes the ground just near them because obviously. Um, and then there's a big door that says there's a there's a there's a B and Q economy shed that has <laughs> explosives. Keep out on it, and she fires it at that, and it sort of explodes a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and I got to thinking, it must have been great back then making films. Just fucking going like I'm going to explode this today, like. <laughs> In the desert, and no one's saying a fucking thing, are they? Well, I've got like a mental image of Chris, Christopher Barker, and his dad. Uh, and his dad's like, right, I'm going to make this film today. No, dad, not another film. <laughs> Can't we just go <laughs> with <on>. a zoo? <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll film Zoo Man. Uh, no, no, I just want to uh, feed the monkeys. Yeah, uh, and then they, they managed to get Helen and Laura out. Yep. No other women in that room. I'm assuming they've gone to the women's circus thing from that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he gets them out, and then as their top secret um, delaying technique, Christopher, his alarm goes off, and he collects a battery, and a, a fake car appears. And yeah. Mexican gentleman. There was no one. It was just a plank of wood with two yeah. lips on it. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, fake Joey Ramone and another guy go, there they are. Like, they'd be thick enough to put the fucking lights on. But anyway, <laughs> they go over and go, ah, oh, it's just a plank of wood. We've been ad lads. Well, mate. And that's it. That's it. They've got there's, a bit, there's a very quick bit where Dave Matthews gets his leg ripped open by something. And I'm sure Sarah says, oh, he's got his leg ripped open again. Again. And, she, and she's patching him up. I what? At the very beginning, the reason the reason he couldn't climb over that really high fence was because he'd hurt his leg. But when you do a close-up look of him and his leg, there was no blood or anything. He was just moving his leg a bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> Big leg acting. I think one of the Grateful Dead had got him. Oh, oh right, okay. Yeah. I didn't see that bit. Just made no sense. It's never no. mentioned again. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. He's not infected or anything. He's not going to turn. Um, there's another night zombies? of passionate lovemaking after this. Yeah, all Enjoy the women. It it lasts. All the women come to Newman's yard. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Matthews, none of it. Stim and the boy playing cribbage. Yeah. <laughs> Bernard cribbage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then yeah, they uh, they then go for so it's a full house now. There's Helen who likes crossword puzzles on the sofa. There's Laura who likes. Fucking around with those bookend things, I think. Yeah. Chris, who's just a serial killer, in the way in that explains his Jeffrey Dahmer character. He's he's, he's looking, he's eyeballing some big barrels to put things in later on in life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and there's a hot passionate lovemaking going on. Mm. Anyway, he gets tired of this and decides to go for a supply run before he randomly decides that did, he wants to leave. Did you did you see the type of gas that they filled up these canisters with? Go on. It was premium, dude. It was premium, premium oh. dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Chris go on a, a. They decide to move from Roman Polanski's house because Cutter will come and find them. And yeah, he's nearly as bad as Roman Polanski. Hi, <laughs> at least all anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's not yeah, do that's that. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so they go to get the petrol, uh, and in the meantime. 
Uh, Dave Matthews. What security measures should we have around the house? No, don't don't worry about Just it. Leave all the doors open, mate. Yeah, no one will find us. <laughs> Dave Matthews, what are you doing? Shining my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, you know, it's because it's the post-apocalypse. Got to keep them waterproof. Bonk. <laughs> Thing is, the guy blackjacks him and then swings it a few more times, <laughs> <laughs> like just to make sure he's out cold. Um, and then. Uh, it is Joey Ramone that does the killing, isn't it? Joey Ramone comes in yes, and yeah. he he finds Helen doing a puzzler on the on the sofa in the in the atrium. Uh, does a murder on her, and then we don't know about the rest of it because yeah. um, Newman comes back with Christopher. They're singing like "Cats in the Cradle" or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> yes, they have no bananas. <laughs> and then he comes in and he's like, "Ah, oh, Dave Matthews, what are you doing down there and- on the floor? <laughs> he's always so sleepy." Uh, and he's like, oh, I got bonked on the head repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> and they've nicked my kiwi. <laughs> and he goes and he's like, oh, no, um, Helen's dead. Oh, no, that little girl's dead. <gasps> Sarah. And he goes in and somehow they've just made her bleed out of her ears. I, I'd written here, has non-union Dakota Johnson dyed her hair red? Because uh, I, I, I hadn't written until that it was non-union Dakota Johnson, but it is. Uh, and I was like, she dyed her hair. Oh no, hang on, it's blood. Oh it's blood. right, okay. Blood oh, coming out of her ears. So yeah. I, I don't know what, <laughs> what they've done there. They maybe shot her in the head or something. I don't know. Daddy, what's Real that unusual. red stuff coming out of Kitty's ears? <laughs> uh, and then the first thing Newman does is, is give her a kiss. Kiss yeah. the cops. Kiss the cops. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh right, fucking. Fury now, like you've took everything from me. My surrogate family, that little weird kid that was here as well. <laughs> Newman, come on, we're going. Chris, you as well, I guess. And Newman's like, nah. sorry, Matthews is like, I, I don't give a shit, mate. You've ignored me. Like, do you remember when we used to look at sunsets together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of that, have you? Since a lady's shown up. Yeah. He makes this heartfelt statement about not wanting to live in a world where people won't try with all these weapons on this wall behind him. But did either of you spot one of the weapons was a leaf blower? <laughs> There's guns, there's a sword, and there was a fucking leaf blower. Oh, that's This will show up. Oh, my eyes are all dried out. Stop it. Ah, <laughs> uh, grit. I'm going to charge. Cover me. <laughs> he can use a Marcel Marceau walking into the wind shit, I guess. Uh, but yeah, he's like, right, well, I'm going to go and put a fucking stop to this because Cutter is a bastard man. Uh, Burns the whole house down with the corpses. Gets his, gets the his, pet, kerosene, gets his pet kerosene out, uh, and, he's, and he lines up the corpses. One of their foot twitches when he throws kerosene on it. <laughs> <Yeah. as well. laughs> uh, he's not after revenge; he's after justice. Justice, yes, yes. yes. which is similar to revenge in a lot of ways. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, uh, Matthew says he's not, not having any part of it because what you're doing is is revenge, and that's not. I'm sure what... it's in the Californian Penal Code, revenge of a slain family, <laughs> surrogate family, sorry. surrogate family. Um, and so he goes right. Well, balls to you. Um, I'm going to do it on my own. Then yeah. uh, he gets in the red jeep and just drives into the compound and goes, woo! <laughs> the bit here, the bit here I've written, Tommy Chong says, he's probably 100 miles away by now. Fucking, it was, it was Tommy Chong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just wellies through this little wall. 
Yeah, it's not much of a compound, is it? It's like it's not it's not Waco, certainly. Uh, yeah, and then he, he just razzes it round, randomly shooting, <laughs> throwing like homemade incendiary devices around the place. This, this is another scene of people just running in whatever direction they want, and then some quick cuts. And at, at this point, this is where uh, this is where Sid Hay goes Newman, and I expected <laughs> someone to go, "Hello, Jerry." <laughs> <laughs> Animal house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah, driving he... around shooting people at willy-nilly. Uh, they're shooting at the car, but none of the bullets hit the car because science. He, he hides behind a Ford Anglia. I spotted that. <laughs> yes, and this then... was my favourite part. Yeah. Oh, go on, because you're probably going to say the same thing. Go on. Well, I don't know the other guy, because the Bee Gees then split up and come for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that big train sketch. <laughs> oh, my comment, Shaka. <laughs> I was uh, I was laughing at the fact that he ducks behind that car and then there's clearly a very swift cut and then the uh, window bursts from being shot at and it's clear that he's just ducked out of the way and gone somewhere <laughs> else. And they do that so many times in this film. I love it. There's loads of throwing um, molotovs and things and, and he throws them he throws them just really weakly in front when of him. When he throws it over people... the Ford Anglia, it gets about 10 foot away from him. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene, there's a man stood when it goes up <laughs> next to him. You go like, what? He's got a powerful throw. Uh, but before that, when he before he gets out of the car, though, he does set fire to some boxes and then drive slowly drive through, through them, them as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is beautiful. That's a stunt. That is he gets trapped in a little summer house, which was um, beautiful and yet decayed. He puts <laughs> a bomb in the Ford Anglia and then activates his teleport yeah. powers yeah. because then two of the BGs run in and turn into styrofoam and explode, <laughs> which is good. Uh, I like that. He gets stuck in this little orangery thing as well. Yeah. This is where he, he pulls out all these Molotov cocktails from somewhere and starts launching them around the place. He um, sets fire with those to some nearby bracken, which creates smoke, meaning that he can escape, which he wouldn't have had to do if he had brought the leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> he, he stabs at the air, and this man lurches onto the knife. Quite That's like good. That. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of bits. Oh, there's a bit where he runs out and there's someone on the roof, and he shoots him, and it's him. Yes. Just with just <laughs> yes. with a hat on. Yes. I, I tell you Didn't what, even take the moustache off or anything. On like... the subject of hats, there's more hats in this scene than any other film we've ever covered before this. There's <laughs> two guys in newsboy caps. There's about four bandanas. There was a turban at one point. The kind of hat you'd put on a scarecrow. And a, a leather-clad <laughs> Nazi enthusiast-type cap. Uh, I think because it was the same four dudes over and over again. <laughs> and they just went, just bring your dressing up box. Um... <laughs> yeah, I will get you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the fact that he shot himself, I thought that's that's is that is that a metaphor? Yeah, for him <laughs> it, killing it made, a part of himself. It, it no. made this whole thing made me think about, and this very regional reference is in the in the northwest. Of course, you had Camelot. Uh, it's, it's just a model. Yes. Uh, whereas we had the American Adventure in the East yeah. Midlands, which was cowboys, and there was a lot of that men getting shot off the top of things into hay bales, which is exactly what happens here. Except they they couldn't afford hay bales, so men just got shot and stayed on the roof. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> drop off there's no there's no stunts there no uh he runs around a corner stabs that dude and then pulls a gun from somewhere else starts leathering people everyone's firing guns at him but he's matrixing out of the way and one bullet is enough to take everyone down he's got the unlimited ammo cheat on here hasn't he He has got god mode activated because <laughs> the only person you ever see reload is joey ramon in a bit yeah um and even then like it's a waste of time uh he, he wipes out this camp um, and he's chasing down Joey Ramone. 
they get to like a wooden tunnel where Joe Ramon's at the other end of it, reloading. Oh, there's that bit with the barn because Dave Matthews comes yeah, up. He does. He, I think it's your oh, choice bit of dialogue, he's, isn't it? He's yeah. This is brilliant. Yeah, so he runs up. Yeah, yeah. He, no, he gets he's, no, he's, he's getting, beat up because he's yeah. run out of bullets, and instead of just shooting him, oh, let's teach him a lesson, lads. Let's beat him up. <laughs> he does. Dave speak, Matthews no, shows get off up. me. Sort of oh, stuff as well. Wow. <laughs> Which one are you? Which hat's this? <laughs> uh, he, they, yeah, they're beating him up, and then Dave Matthews appears and pew 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 shoots all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Newman goes. Goes, why did you come? And Dave Matthews goes, I just did. <laughs> and then and gets shot. Gets shot by Joey Ramone. And, and I've written famous last words, question mark. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> what was I going to do? Angry out with Chris. He's a dickhead. <laughs> Again, without means to put too fine upon it, Joe, you've already said it, but writing dialogue is really difficult. Oh, it is. It is. But there could have been more there. It's like, why did you show up? Oh, because I realised you were right. No, I just did. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Come on, oh, I'm dead now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And so he goes, oh, Ramon. Um, <laughs> and he chases him down this corridor, like like farm thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then before you know it, he's in Manhattan. They're on a rooftop. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of like, what? What is got? What is going on here? And he's he's got this. He's from one building to the other. This ledge, and he gets to do one of his trademark jumps, which is just yes. literally stepping across. It's, it's looking down and going, "Ooh, that's quite far down, yeah. isn't it?" Dangerous. And then like doing little picky steps, and then just yeah. walking across because yeah, exactly. it's not that big a deal. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, him and um, Joey Ramone have like a, a bit of a gunfight. Uh, I've written here for some reason. It's a me, Rambo. And I'm not sure why. I've only <laughs> just thought he's got of that, that bandana that on. Yeah, why have I only just thought of that now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he shoots it uh, and then he, he, he makes the gun out of his hand. They have a bit of a fight um, and he knocks Joey Ramone down. And then, like, he starts doing, like, um, my name is Inigo Montoya sort of stuff to him. And he like, spreads jam all over his uh, all over his vest. This red all, shotgun jam. shoots him in every single limb. It shoots him in the arms. And, and he can rem- still run uh, and jump. Yeah. I mean, the bullets in these guns are enough to kill a man at range. It's like he's got, like, a health bar, isn't it? That's all it is. Well, the thing was, when he shot him in the leg, you can clearly see that, like, the squib goes off. If he's shooting at his leg, it wouldn't hit the ground, would it? Like, he's not got metal legs. It's not ricocheting (laughs) off. Um, but yeah, and he's and Joey Ramon's like, ah, oh, just kill me, and he's like, no, <laughs> I'm gonna just fanny about for a bit now, and monologue. <laughs> Except I'm not gonna monologue because dialogue's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he goes for his gun, and then um he goes to like they have another fight, and then he he pulls out his jam spreader, <laughs> and uh, he spreads jam all of, like he said all on his nice white vest, uh, and he goes, this is for Helen, and this is for. Fucking Jesus! And th- this um, this is for Joe with the gimpy leg. Uh, yeah, this is for old man McGillicuddy. <laughs> uh, and this is for Sarah. And then like he pulls it out and he goes, and this is for Laura, and stabs him in the eye. And I went, who the fuck's Laura? <laughs> <laughs> I figured that that was Dakota Johnson. That was oh, the little I girl. See. Right, yeah. okay. Right. And I'm more to here. that. We'll come to that. Strike three for Dove.org. Oh, <laughs> this would stri- strike 20,000 for Dove.org. This. Nipples. God doesn't want men to see nipples. Um, 
and so yeah, but he he then is like, oh, I've I've won now. Um, Cut, I got away, but that's the price you have to pay for justice or something. No, right. He was on about getting justice, and he was like, oh, it's a shame Cut got away. And I was like, the fuck, Cut got away. And and I've written here, and I was writing here, so Cut gets away until we get aftermath two, the legend of Cutter's gold. And at that very moment, as I'd written gold, Cutter turns up and he shoots him. And I am not kidding, lads. I literally gasped. It got, oh, it got me so good. Well, to be fair, because at this point, right, um, Newman is out there and he's talking to Chris and he's like, what we did there was justice. Um, you know, it's not going to bring them back, but, you know, we have to be the the good we want to see in the world and all this sort of shit. And then, yeah, straight out of nowhere, his chest explodes and Cutter's just like, ha 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 Hey, fella. <laughs> Yeah, and he just walks over and he's like, "You absolute menace!" I was doing, I had a <laughs> you whole thing. Yeah, you little rotter. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, fucking Alcor! You couldn't have just let me go, could you?" And he's like, "No, you've ruined my whole thing. I had a whole kick going there. Huh? I'll get you and your T1 van too." Uh, and he shoots him again, and he goes, "Chris, run!" And Chris sort of runs off like, Ugh, with his flares flapping in the breeze, apocalypse flares. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, you, you know, like, you're never going to win, blah de blah And he's like, right, just kill me then, because I'm bored now. <sighs> and as he's, as Cutter lines up the shot to shoot him, Cutter gets shot by Chris from behind yeah. at a range of less than 25 metres, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, luckily, knows. there'd been that bit 45 minutes ago where it was briefly mentioned that yeah. the kid could shoot. Yeah, Set the, set the scene for that. Even and also, we already know he's a cold-blooded killer. He already. is. <laughs> cold-blooded... The first one's the hardest, apparently, James. <laughs> it gets easier <laughs> after that. Uh, yeah, he I've shoots heard that in so many contexts. He shoots. Um, he shoots Cutter. Uh, Cutter dies very easily, whereas Newman gets a full five-minute speech here again. Yeah, uh, we had some good times together, didn't we? Remember the time the old curator died, and then the, <laughs> Dakota Johnson got murdered, uh, and and Spacey Joe he got killed ironically after saving my leg. They were <laughs> Do you good remember times, that shit? What prime man? You got me. <laughs> good times, yeah. uh, and he dies. <laughs> For all the sexual like... assaults, we didn't stop because we were too busy fucking drinking and talking about what happens when you die. <laughs> but we get a lot of that. Well, no one knows what happens when you die, little Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you go to bovine university. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, don't don't die, Newman. And he's like, I've been shot fucking loads, mate. <laughs> I think that's my only option. Uh, and he's like, all right, then. I'm nicking that Stegosaurus. And he's like, oh, fair enough. Bye. Uh, and just that does a die. And he goes, please, please wake up, champ. Please wake up. And I, I started floods of tears. I, I <laughs> can't watch the champ without crying. Mama. It's uh, Land Before Time, yeah. Oh, no. Why would you <laughs> do such a thing? Yeah. And then, like, Chris starts... Oh, uh, fucking! Da, 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 da. Yeah. Well, you've gone with the Incredible Hulk. I've gone with the end of Highway to Heaven. <laughs> well, the same thing. Yeah, he walks away up this 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 highway, uh, but then the voiceover changes to Christopher. Yeah, and he's and it like, was "That day, I discovered I was a man." Yeah, I I think it should have been. Uh... Yeah, his voice then transfers to the voiceover of the kid, and it would have been a nice fade transition. They didn't even do that. It's just him. No, I've taken yeah. over now. And then he's like, he yeah. probably plotted, plotted the whole thing, the little shit. He's in and, the middle and, of the desert as well. He's never yeah, going to oh, get anywhere. He's just going to die. He's, yeah. he's dead. He's very dead. Yeah. Some of Cutter's men survived. He didn't get them all. Yeah. But yeah, he's, and then he's just like, and that's the day I knew that I had to fight for justice for however long I had left on this earth. 20 minutes. minutes. I was going to say, like, <laughs> Big armadillo's gonna fuck you up. So. <laughs> Vultures. 
Uh, and that's the film. That's the end of the film. That is that's that's how it goes. And oh, what a feast! It is a rip roarer of a film. It really is. It is a delight. Uh, your scores. Oh, well, I'm, it's in goal territory. I'm going to have to mark it down for the amount of sexual assault that was in there. I'm going to go with two gold Fabios. Oh. Two gold Fabios Stegosaurus. Necklace. Wow. <laughs> I'm going with four gold nips. Oh, that's too, too many normally. <laughs> uh, unless you're, I, I'm going to give it. I'm going to make you wish you had four hands. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a solid two and a half gold shit frying pans. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, even though it is bewilderingly confusing and there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense and is never referenced again, mm-hmm. it's fun, isn't it? Like, it's fun, yeah. Everyone looked like they were having a very unsafe work environment. <laughs> That that ship and the ship's interior and how the ship fell into a swimming pool is just genius. There's no other word for it. You make do the best with what you've got. And they had nothing. (laughs) They had nothing. Let's find out. So that was The Aftermath, filmed in 1978 and released in 1982 because apparently Steve Barquette decided to reshoot most of the footage with different actors. I reckon he had a falling out with some of them. Uh, It went straight to VHS, as you might well imagine. (laughs) No theatrical release. It was um, 1982, the same year as Q, The Winged Serpent, or The Big Egg Diaries. Uh, another good 1982 film that we've got. Oh, mate. I, wow, 82 kicked out some bangers, didn't it? Mm, it did. Uh, apparently, while it was not prosecuted for obscenity, the film was seized and confiscated in the UK under Section 3 of the Obscene Publications Act. Oh, excellent. So it was a video nasty. Yeah. Excellent news. Good. Uh, one of my favourite facts is that for the role of the museum curator, the filmmakers approached Ray Bradbury, author of <laughs> Fahrenheit 451, and he presumably just laughed in their faces. <laughs> so, no. And, 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 and in the end, they picked the actor that played Alf Roberts in Coronation Street. <laughs> Um, we've been laughing about how it had no budget. It had a budget of $250,000, which is uh, about three quarters of a million dollars today. And I've looked this up, and you can get a very weird... You can get 16 weird uh, Stegosaurus necklaces for that. Yeah, um, okay. That's at a cost of um, it's like tens of thousands of pounds. Each. I'm sure I can probably get them cheaper. I'm really confused by the description online, though. So they are fossilized dinosaur bone green diamond necklace uh 1.16 carat natural fancy greenish yellow gray oval brilliant diamond and green fossilized dinosaur bone vessel necklace with white diamond baguettes and white diamond parve everybody like parve <laughs> It's um, there's a a jeweler called Monique Pion I think it's pronounced uh, and this is on firstdibs.com uh, yeah, so you could get 16 of those. I also looked into survival bunkers on survivalfreedom.com. One you are shop. on a list now. Yeah, mate, I'm going to say, I'm going to order a load of fertilizer to your house and watch you go to prison. <laughs> you can get, for that amount of money, you can get 38.6 of your favorite people housed in the cheapest chippable survival bunkers for as low as 20 grand plus shipping. This will come with the bare essentials for quickly getting your bunker up and running. Do not expect a fancy toilet or even a kitchen. I never do. Okay. So that's a <laughs> shipping container there. So, just every what, day. That's just what was that again? Freedom 
Uh, it's uh, called survivalfreedom.com. Okay, I've just Googled uh, that, that's it. That's the low end. It's the, the low end of stuff you could get. I'm gonna, I also... it, to build your survival bunker for 20 grand, it's just a spade, isn't it? They just send you a <laughs> shovel. Get digging. Uh, or you can get 32 high-end survival kits for the zombie apocalypse. Uh, this is on Business Insider. It's called the Zero Kit, which stands for Zombie Extermination Research and Operations Kit. Wow. Uh, it's got all the knives and bags you could want, and it also uh, includes a battle mug. I don't really know what the battle mug does. It might be like the one in Chronicles of Riddick that he smashes into that dude's chest. I'm guessing so. It looks like it's sort of like a knuckle duster handle sort of thing, but yeah. All the uh, knives I could want. Has it got a cheese spreader? It's got at least three knives, and yeah, it's got like a Swiss Army knife. Oh, that's of too it. good. And lots of pipettes for some reason. It's obsessed with pipettes. And a so pipette can... holder, so you can hold your pipettes. I don't want to have... Yeah, what if I'm fighting zombies with my battle mug? I don't want my pipette <laughs> to fall on the floor, do I? You animal. Uh, yeah, so take your pick. Which of those three do you want? You've got the weird, um, adjective-heavy I, I necklace. Want, I, want, I want the the necklace that has all the words on it, please. <laughs> uh, Mark, for you. Oh, it's got to be the it's got to be the bunker. It's got to be the bunker. I I got a good feeling that my reading tonight for, at bedtime is going to be survivalfreedom.com. <laughs> it's it's gonna... fine. You don't get a kitchen, but you do get to shit in the corner. So <laughs> that's just like my Again, just the whole day. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use my necklaces to barter my way out of sexual assaults <laughs> in the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also because i think it has green in there twice so greenish and green Ooh. anyway um <laughs> this was a film that was written directed cast and starring steve barquette star of the aftermath and uh, he was known to us through dinosaur island as i said earlier there's not that much known online about him i did look him up for a good long while his last film was in 1997 in a fred olin ray film called rapid assault which is about a terrorist who creates a biological weapon in an abandoned undersea lab, costing 20 grand, no doubt. Um, a government operative is dispatched to confiscate the weapon and eliminate the terrorist. This lone Navy SEAL must undertake a dangerous underwater mission to stop a madman from unleashing a deadly toxin that could destroy the world. Hmm. Okay. Fred Olin <laughs> Ray in it, so we've got to avoid that mm. at all costs. Uh, uh, Christopher, Chris Barquette, um, he, as we said before, later starred as The Sun, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer look-alike in Empire of the Dark. He now appears to be a production designer. He doesn't do a whole lot, but that's how he's described on IMDb. Uh, apparently, he still owns a lot of the leftover props from this film, except <laughs> the model of the Nautilus, which he broke while playing with it as a boy. You fucking idiot. I believe that's on the commentary to the DVD, which I now want. Oh, Is yeah, it? me too. I don't DVD? say me too in the context of this film. Oh. It is very badly. <laughs> um, Sarah, played by Lynn Margiles, apparently was in a relationship with Steve Barquette at the time, as it comes across vividly. Um, she was later involved with the comedian Andy Kaufman and was with him up until his death. Uh, most of her IMDb credits are related to Kaufman and uh, sort of... Um, DVDs after, you know, posthumous DVDs. She's an artist, and I think she released her own album in 2016, <laughs> which I'm tempted to go up and, mm. and have a listen to. Because um, they're usually, can I borrow, borrow a feeling sort of territory. <laughs> All the songs, just hot nipple jamboree. <laughs> uh, do you want to do your bit about um, Laura? 
Well, it's, it's, it is one of the reviews I have here. It's quite a long one, but it is quite sort of prevalent. So it is, I mean, we're crossing right, the street. I'll, I'll skip over her then. I'll skip no, over no, it's, I mean, okay. If it's in the reviews, we'll do it in the reviews bit. Uh, Cutter Sid Haig, as you mentioned before, was in tons of Roger Corbin films. And because of that, Quentin Tarantino uh, revived his career in the 90s and he achieved cult status. He got tired of being cast as a heavy in these uh 80s films uh, and he had films such as he had roles such as Thug in Two Guys from Muck Bald Pirate in The Scarlet Buccaneer and The Warlord in Warlord in an interview much later he said I felt at the time I had to do that because I had a family and that's why I did what I did was I a successful father maybe not was I a successful husband probably not was I a successful actor probably not oh but he later won seven awards and two nominations. I think he got better. I mean, he's not terrible in this. He's, he's just not given a lot to work this. with. He's given. He's not given much to work with. No. He's mostly got sexual assault roles, but he does his best. He, yeah. The worst ones to have with soup. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, thus your facts are submerged in the swimming pool of time. <laughs> Right, so uh, again, this is a, it's got cult film written all over it, hasn't it? From from mm-hmm. top to bottom. So we're gonna do the turd reverse turd sandwich. One out of ten. This movie put me to sleep by Baby Snakes six nine seven six nine seven. Right, this is the one that's about Laura. Actually, I grew up with Laura Barquette, Steve's daughter, ah. who was but a wee tot in this movie. Those of you who remember the line, this one's for Laura, before Steve kills the villain, well, that's about the only memorable thing this movie has for me. One night in 1983, I was spending the night at Laura Barquette's house in Oklahoma. Her mum and dad Steve were divorced, and he lived in California making low-budget, weak-scripted movies that he threw his kids into for fun. So there must be more, like, in his archive, in the mm, barquette. Never released. Vault, in the vault. Like the day the clown died. Like, oh, man, 40 years, 40 years from now, I'll be out there. I'll barquette. Zoo man. Um, <laughs> the, ro- the roller coaster mishap. He's got to have done one of every genre, hasn't he? Because he's already covered two completely dissimilar genres <laughs> here. We've got underground stabbers and this. Yeah, it's science it's poli- fiction, police procedural, stuff. and post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yes, <laughs> all the classics. Uh, I want to see his romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and although at that age, eleven, an apocalyptic movie was not up my alley, I agreed to watch it with Laura because she said she was in it after all. So oh. was her older brother Chris, and of course her dad, who was the one who made the movie. I lasted about twenty minutes into the movie. But I do remember being awakened towards the end by Laura telling me, hey, you have to see this part. He says my name. Hence the this one's for Laura line. Sure, it was interesting seeing my sixth grade best friend and her older brother in real life movie. And even though I was 11 when I watched it, at least the parts I didn't fall asleep through, I just don't think I could sit through it again. Except to fast forward the parts where Laura and Chris are shown, since I actually know them. The special effects weren't special, and frankly, I was bored to tears. But hey, judge it for yourself. Frankly, I'd be surprised if it's still available on video. It's on DVD, you prick. (laughs) Steve Barquette would have been better off making home movies as a hobby. Now, Baby Snakes. Stop showing off. Just (laughs) name dropping. Load load of drops there. (laughs) um, I I thought, yeah, it's a bit cruel. I I don't know how you can fall asleep through this. I was glued to the screen for about 90 minutes. Exactly. Uh, 8 out of 10. Quite entertaining, actually, by Kamarabi10. 
this movie is pretty entertaining. It borrows from the Planet of the Apes, the Omega Man, or the Last Man on Earth, and the Stand, among others. What? Was the Stand not the Does it? <laughs> uh, Although every movie borrows from something. Yet the movie still has a style all of its own. And while it's mostly a very funny movie that was supposed to be serious, it does offer a bit of creativity. Has several scenes that most directors would not have included. <laughs> the rapes. Uh. Uh, that's not a bad thing. It is. A good movie for the fatalist. Okay. Haven't we done the fatalist? Worth watching for everything <laughs> worth watching for everyone else. Except kids, I guess. There are some scenes of gore, heads explode, a knife through the eye, lots of bullets flying, dead bloody kids, mutants, and decayed bodies. Dead bloody kids. <laughs> you bloody kids off my lawn. <laughs> uh, and finally, finally in this, uh, one out of ten, sucks like a lemon by Lord Zed. Warning. What? what? <laughs> Lemons don't what? I thought sucks. that was his name for a moment, but yeah. <laughs> sucks like a lemon by Lord Zed. Saying this sucks is an understatement. I mean, using nuclear and biological weapons in World War Three is way overkill. That's his issue. <laughs> yeah, it did. It killed a lot. Spoiler warning. Both astronauts, spelled in the way that is wrong on every conceivable level, there's a G in this, uh, are killed following... <laughs> I killed, leaving a 10-year-old kid alone in this violent desert wasteland. This is why it fails, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, one. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten stars, ten being best, thanks, I gave Aftermath the negative 100 stars. So he's already broken his own scaling system. <laughs> that's why he's known as Lord Zed. <laughs> On the positive side, good model work. The devastated cities looked real. On the negative side, everything else, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, so on and so forth. That's Lord Zed does not care for this film, but he likes models. And he's, he's a judicious good. man. A confusing <laughs> but judicious man. He's astronauts. Like GH it's yeah, bewildering. But that was that was nineteen eighty two's the aftermath. Um uh, Steve Barkett's uh, masterpiece. <laughs> Should we say masterpiece? Yeah, absolutely. It feels like a bold statement, but he's earned it. The whole thing is on YouTube. I encourage you to go and watch it mm -hmm. because it is a delight. It really is. It's If you like dusty people in the desert, <laughs> firing guns and exploding shit, get yourself on this. Yeah. Your favourite lines from the film? Oh, I wish we'd made it to the top for sunset. <laughs> You're an astronaut. I don't have to tell you what this means. <laughs> Why did you come? Uh, just did. <laughs> One day I drew a line in the dirt. I decided no one would cross it. When he tried, we ended up bloody and battered. Destroyed by atoms and germs. <laughs> what irony. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Hey, uh... I just did. If you like what we do, please consider giving a small donation to Manchester's Wood Street Mission. Uh, we know times are incredibly difficult for everyone out there, but anything that you can spare goes a long way towards helping some of Manchester's poorest at Christmas. Uh, there will be links in the show notes. If you can donate, that's fine. You're under no obligation to. Uh, this will still be free. We just wanted to use what little tiny reach we had to try and make Christmas better for everyone.